The following is a fourth hand production. 80 podcast. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Tack, and with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Clyde. Hello, hello. What's up, Jimmy? What's up? Tack? And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show. Did I cut you off? How's it going? Oh, I'm uh, used the to Brady. It. <laughs> we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break down the bunch one episode at a time. What we do is we take the episode, we break it down, Mm -hmm. we throw it in a vocal booth and completely make fun of it as it's trying to grow up, Mm. and then we put it out there for you, the listener. You're welcome. On today's episode, we look at Season 3, Episode 16, entitled Do Re Mi. Ooh. And they spell do like money. (laughs) Or like... If you haven't watched the episode... Like Play-Doh. Isn't that like the same thing? Like like dough for cooking? Yeah. Yeah. Because you make bread, man. Bread. Oh, yeah. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. I don't know why we like saying that so much. It's just fun. I don't know. And it's not even really available on Amazon Prime. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got to pay. It really, As you're, you're paying for, for, yeah. Something. It's just a link to Hulu, right? Is well, it's a it channel through Hulu. Like I had uh, the Cinemax yeah. channel on there back when yeah. I had Cinemax. And um, all it was was it was just you could watch Cinemax, but instead of getting the Cinemax app, you had to go through Amazon. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what's going say. on. Not too much. What about you? Oh, nothing. Cool. Just, yeah. Nothing <laughs> too exciting. <laughs> um. Sorry. So this episode, I kind of like a lot because it has to do with music right. and uh, recording in a studio and uh, all that jazz. True. Because <laughs> um, as you know, I'm a musician and I've done some studio time and I also went to audio engineering school. So I've worked in studios. And uh, so I like this video or th- this video. Wow. I like this episode a lot. And also uh, this this episode is not available. No, it's on, not. Uh, so we had to get this by our good old buddy and one of our OPs, OPs. Jim Larison. He hooked us up. Heck yeah, he did. Because it's not available on CBS, Hulu, or it Amazon Prime. Avail- well, it oh, might sorry. be available on. No, it's not. I was gonna... You might be able to buy it off of iTunes as a, as a standalone episode. Oh, probably for like $3 or something. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But Jim Larson hooked us up once again. Of course he did, because so. he's awesome. Right? So, would, they did some uh, little performance songs in this episode. What did you think? They, were they surefire hits? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. Especially the first one. The first one they sang is just complete and total garbage. <laughs> like, the parents didn't do them any favors. Like, they should have said, now, hold on a second. <laughs> This is your first song, and there's people out there with a lot more talent than you. So maybe you need to rethink this and maybe record it in your room on a, on Peter's cassette player or cassette recorder, you know? 
<laughs> right. <laughs> too many yes men around them? It, pretty much, yeah, yeah. It, it really wasn't that good. The second one, eh. Second one was okay. It was catchy. You got to think about for the time period. I was like, this probably could have been on the radio at that time, maybe. Yeah, but you know how many other songs they were coming out like that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. everybody wanted to be a recording artist, so. I would say that was nothing special. We're going to play those songs in this episode when oh, cool. we get there. Right on. Yeah. I recorded them. So. Nice. Yeah. Well, Greg recorded them, but okay. Right. Actually, Mr. Dimsdale did. So, And I'm sure in audio engineering school, they taught you to, to put the microphone, similar to the ones we're using now, you know, 15 <laughs> feet away from the people, you know, and it'll catch them. It'll <laughs> catch the audio perfectly fine that way. Right. When you have somebody that's three feet tall, yeah, just put the microphone seven feet off the ground. That works great. I noticed that when they were, well, I was going to talk about that once we get to that. Okay. Scene, well, we'll talk about when we get to that. Okay. I don't think I wrote it down. So hopefully I remember, but yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting there thinking that guy charges that much and the, the mic's not even picking him up and they got two mics for six people. Like really? And they're, and they're charging that much. Anyways. Sorry. <laughs> All right, so let's take a little break. And when we come back, we're really going to get into this and break it down. And uh, so, yeah. Cool. We'll be back. Are you easily offended? Because if you are, you should probably stop listening. Are you interested in the bizarre and unusual? Are you fascinated by the grisly sides of life? Are you the one that people call weirdo? Well then, you should get hip to Strange Brew Podcast, a podcast with a bunch of crazy Canucks. Tune in every week with Strange Brew's host, Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson. And Billy Kirby, along with many different guests. As we drink booze and we discuss anything strange and paranormal, from serial killers to aliens and all of the above. So crack those beers. And toss on those tinfoil hats because, because it's, it's about to get strange. All right, so we got the Brady Bunch season three, episode sixteen, entitled "Do Re Mi." So the facts about the episode: it was first aired on January fourteenth, nineteen seventy-two. Ooh. Written by Ben Starr and directed by Alan Barron. And a little, according to IMDb, Peter's voice cracking in the episode was partly to cover the fact that he couldn't sing well. He has actually said this on Instagram. Like he has publicly said it in the last probably couple of months. He said, you know, he was by, he claims that he was the weakest person as far as singing goes in the Brady Bunch. Like he's very upfront about <laughs> it. He claims that he still can't sing, blah, blah, blah. Change. <laughs> when the Brady Bunch kids performed on stage, Christopher Knight took the least vocal duties of all. And Knight admitted years later that he couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. So there it is. Well, nobody can <laughs> because that's not how physics work, but okay. <laughs> right. All right, you ready to get into it? I'm ready. All right, so we fade in. We open up to see Peter and Bobby banging on the boys' bedroom door for Greg to open it up. Greg yells from inside, 
Not now. I'm working on something important. I'm trying to find something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> right. So, you know, I was, I was wondering about that. It's like, what are you doing? Greg's locked the door. Well, like, don't bother him. You know, like. Greg, you know, just go like, take a shower. My God. <laughs> anyway, Bobby comes up with an idea. They should go around the other way through the girl's bedroom. And uh, him and Peter exit. Okay. Um, why can't they just, why can't Greg just go down to the den? Like, what? You know what I'm saying what? like he's he's choosing to do this in the kids' bedroom that he shares with two other guys. Like, <laughs> right? It's not. Oh, I down mean, in the we, den. We That's covered this that. in a previous episode that he doesn't have personal space. He knows this. Yeah. So mm-hmm. instead, the answer is not to lock your brothers out of the room right. and refuse to let them in their own room. There's plenty of other rooms in a house you can go out to. Like, right. He's just like on paper. Exactly. And he's writing. Like he could do that anywhere. He can go to the park and do it. Isn't it all about yeah, parks was, and shit that's anyway? Ex- Something about like the exactly same world or whatever. But yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. My note was just so like, what's he working on? You know? Well, my, my other note was, yeah, quote unquote, working on something. Wink, wink. <laughs> working on the dude. Sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, person. And what was it? Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Scene two. A moment later, Bobby walks into the girls room where we see Jan and Marsha holding a dress or hemming a dress or playing with Barbies. I don't know. Um, whatever it is girls do. Bobby says, sorry, you can come into our room sometime without knocking. Peter follows in behind him. Marsha asks, what's the problem? Peter says, Greg won't let us in. He says he's working on something important. (laughs) Jan asks what it is. Bobby says, how should we know? That's why we want to get in. So now all four kids join forces and run into the bathroom to get into the boy's room to see exactly what Greg is up to. Mm. Just as they're about to open the door, Greg opens it before them and says, get lost and slams the door in their faces. Mm. Bobby turns to the girls and asks, is he kidding? Greg (laughs) once again opens the door and says no and slams it shut once again. Mm. Peter and Bobby continue to bang on the door for him to open up. Mm. I put down Greg's a dick. Once again, (laughs) there's plenty of other rooms in the house. That's such yeah. a dick move. You can go and you could probably go in your parents' room. They probably don't give a shit right now because they're out doing other stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> Scene three in the boys' room, we get to see what Greg is up to. Greg is sitting at the desk writing music on a on music sheets. <laughs> he puts his pen down and has a proud look on his face, and then gets up from the desk and walks out the door. Yeah. That looks super important. <laughs> <laughs> I put down love note because I, I, again, I watch these and, and I put the notes yeah, yeah. in order. I don't, so yeah. Scene foe. Later down in the kitchen, we see Alice prepping raw burgers for dinner with Cindy helping. Hmm. Alice asks and won't, and, and he won't let anybody in. Cindy says, no, what do you, what do you suppose he's doing? Alice suggests that maybe he's sleeping. <laughs> Cindy says, "No, he's yelling too much for that." So then, I, so then Alice is like, "Oh my goodness!" No, no I'm kidding. Um, 
Just then, Greg comes into the kitchen holding the music sheets, smiling, and repeats over and over, I got it, I got it, I got it, and then runs out of the kitchen. (laughs) Cindy looks at Alice and asks, Alice, what's he got? Alice says, well, I don't know, but whatever it is, he sure is in a hurry to get rid of it. (laughs) You know, like after when Cindy asks, you know, what has he got? Like, I swear, I'm. I, you probably were the same way. You knew what Alice was basically going to be saying. You know, well, whatever it is, I sure don't want it. You know. Yeah, I thought they were going to recycle. Well, whatever it is, don't give it to anybody else. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought for sure it was going to be something like it. Like, I swear we can write. You know how like we've seen so much of these episodes. You know that like Cindy, you know Bobby just said something, so you know Cindy has the next line. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know what you know. It's, it's like very formula way of writing. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's just trick formula. So. Well, what's funny is um, I put down, I hate the feeling of raw hamburger. Hmm. Just I Even when we make spaghetti, I, I have Megan do the, the meatballs because I, I hate the way it feels. <laughs> I can't stand it. I don't mind it. Anyways, um, I put down, Greg is acting like Carol did when she wrote for that magazine. Oh, yeah. I just think is. she's an expert because you wrote run thing. Like Now she's going to be all butthurt and shit because it's not get published. Like It's right. the same exact episode only with Greg. Yeah, it's a secret. It's a secret. (laughs) Next, we see Alice prepping the outdoor grill on the back patio to grill up some burgers. I was so excited to see this. They're finally using it. Yeah, but but Mike ain't even using it. (laughs) I know, Mike's not. What the hell? Like, look what I got out there for you, Alice. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Carol walks out with a tray of raw burgers and says, well, we might as well start barbecuing. Greg will be back any minute. Alice jokes and says, if he's within smelling distance, He'll be back in a flash. Carol asked, did he say where he was going? Alice says, no. He just said, I got it, I got it. And then out like a tornado. Hmm. And I put down, of course, Alice is using the grill. Um, (laughs) I bet the sound guy hated the whistle that Alice did. Oh, yeah. I cut that part out. I didn't write it because I, you know. Well, she does this really loud whistle. And there's, there's a bunch of different ways you can do a loud whistle. She does it more like the way you do it. Yeah, yeah, same way. And I that do. would be hell with a microphone. <laughs> I know, I know. I did think of that too. Like, God, they got lots of compression. Yeah, yeah. For that, to, yeah. And also, <laughs> Carol's mullet is getting really long. <laughs> wow. Well, I noticed that when she was out there with the tray of burgers, like her mullet was still in the kitchen. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Scene six. Just then, the phone rings. Peter answers it. It's Sam on the phone. Peter says, Marsha? I'm not Marsha. <laughs> I'm not Jan either. It's Peter. But she's out grilling. Okay, I'll tell her. Bye. As he hangs up the phone, he gives a look like, the hell? <laughs> I thought he did a pretty good job on the phone because in the past, we've talked about how good Mike does on the phone. <laughs> Mike the is past, fantastic. Yeah. And in, in, in the past, we've talked about just how good the writing is for the phone because they 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 don't assume the audience is an idiot. They assume that the audience can actually think for themselves. And so yeah. when they talk on the phone, they don't give you all the information. They let you kind of put two and two together and figure out what's being said. And <laughs> I thought Peter did great. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah. All right. Scene seven. Seconds later, Peter walks outside to the patio and says, Alice, that was Sam. He said he'd call you back later. Alice thanks Peter, but Peter goes on. He thought I was a girl. Yeah. Carol dismisses Peter's comment and asks, 
Hey, Peter, did Greg say where he was going? Peter says, no, he just said, I got it, I got it. (laughs) And then is interrupted by Carol saying, yeah, yeah, I know. Peter adds, there's nothing to worry about, though. If he got hit by a truck or fell down a manhole or something, the police would notify you as they <laughs> they got him to the hospital. <laughs> Carol thanks, says, buddy. oh, yeah, oh, thanks. You really know how to put a person at ease. And then slaps him across the face. She did. Wow. Yeah. Just then, Greg returns through the backyard, looking a little disappointed. Peter says, oh, hi, Greg. Carol says, Greg, where have you been? We were getting worried. Greg walks over to them and says, Mom, I'm 16. When are you going to stop worrying about me? <laughs> Carol looks at him sternly and says, When you're 60, what's the matter? You look upset. Mm-hmm. Greg irritatedly says, I just lost a million bucks. That's all. Peter asks, A million bucks? <laughs> Alice says, Meh, easy come, easy go. Carol asks what he's talking about. Greg goes on. I've been up in my room all afternoon working on this surefire hit song. As he slaps the music pages down on the counter. Carol asks, is that why you locked yourself in? Greg says, sure. Creative artists don't like to be disturbed. Look at the title. Look at the title. We could make the world a whole lot brighter. Peter lights up and says, that sounds great. Greg continues, it's a guaranteed gold record, I, and I can't record it. Carol asks, why not? Greg says, Mr. Dimsdale, he is the guy that owns the best recording studio in town, wants $150 in advance. That's a lot of bread. Alice says, bread? That's practically cake. Carol asks how much he has now. Greg says, $43.12. Carol says, well, if you believe this is such a surefire hit song, then you can save up the rest. <laughs> Greg says, are you kidding? By that time, I'll be on Social Security and packs up his music sheets and leaves. Peter thinks out loud and says, Mr. Dimsdale. I wonder if that's Johnny Dimsdale's dad. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if he meant old Ben Kenobi. Oh, <laughs> sorry. This this scene pissed me off. I'm not gonna lie. Because <laughs> my notes. I already said, know what you're gonna say. Yeah, it's like song. Are you fucking kidding me? Like he locked the the other kids out of the room because of a damn song. Like you have got to be <laughs> shitting me. He's obviously not, not not that good of an artist. If he needs total isolation to come up with that level of a song. Such a shitty song to lock everybody out of room for, but whatever. <laughs> Let's call him a quote-unquote artist. Okay, whatever. I thought it was kind of funny because it's like, by that time, I'll be on Social Security, which Barry Williams is 67 now. So <laughs> so he's on Social Security. Yeah, right. So he could probably record the song now. You should write so. to him. Be like, you got enough for that song yet? <laughs> <laughs> All you right, so you know, you know me and my money, so... So it was $150 to get it recorded. Right. Um, so what do you think that was and for 2020 money? Um, I must say probably $1,400. No, not quite that much, but it's about $950. Wow. So, that is kind of a lot. Yeah. So hmm. think about that. I was trying to like 
save up. Oh, you can save up the rest. Like, oh my God. <laughs> you fucking kidding me? <laughs> a high school Carol? kid save up nine or fifty dollars. He'd buy a car for that much. <laughs> oh jeez, though, Pete. Wow, okay. <clears throat> Scene eight. Later we see Peter downtown and wanders into a building and goes into what says Dimsdale Recorders recording studio. Peter walks in where there is already a recording session with a bunch of kids in the booth. Mr. Dimsdale says, okay, kids, let's try one. And the engineer starts to record. Peter says, Mr. Dimsdale. Dimsdale tells the engineer to cut. <laughs> this would, if I was the engineer, this would irritate the shit out of me. Like, why would he just walk <laughs> in and just start talking? He fucking knows it's a recording studio. Anyways, <clears throat> Dimsdale, <laughs> Dimsdale looks at Peter and says, not now, son. Will you hold until the five Monroes? I almost said morons. Uh, will you hold until the five Monroes finish recording their song? Peter insists that it's really important. Dimsdale tells the five Monroes to relax and take a break for a moment while he talks with Peter. Dimsdale says, now, what is so important? Peter says, are you Johnny Dimsdale's father? Dimsdale says, that's right. Peter goes on. Well, I'm in his class. We're pretty good friends. I'm Peter Brady. Dimsdale says, Brady. Do you have a brother named Greg who was just down here? Peter says, yes. Dimsdale goes on. Peter, I'm afraid the answer is no. I gave him the best price in town. Peter pipes up and says, but it's a guaranteed gold record. Dimsdale smile and says, if you want to see a guaranteed gold record, just watch the five men rose and turns back to the recording booth. Hmm. Mm. So I did a deep dive on the five men rose cause they kept pushing it. You know, I was like, this yeah, has got to be some like amazing group. They set them twice. They're there in the studio. You know, I'm like, um, but they don't exist. It's a fictional huh. group. So okay. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed. Um, I did a little bit of a dive on the building that they show. They show the outside of the building. Yeah, yeah. It's located at 190 North Cannon Drive in Beverly Hills and is now a mm. bank. Mm. Does that mean so now it's confirmed they live in Beverly Hills? Yeah. Well, it's it's now it's it's it, the building is definitely still there. The facade on the right hand side where the building drops down to single level, that's now mm. like a restaurant or something. It's split mm. up now. Uh, but the taller part on the left hand side is a bank. So. Huh. That's cool. Um did Peter really think this guy was going to say yes after stopping, literally stopping a recording session? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, it's not like he He's walked like, in and said, do you have a waiting room? Or it's not like, like he even told him, well, if you wait off to the side, I'll talk to you. He literally tells him to stop recording so he can ask him a stupid question. <laughs> and it's not like Peter's five. Like he should know better. Right. And it's like, but I, but I know your son. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, well that's different. But okay. see, that's the thing. Like he didn't even know. He had never met him before. He didn't even know if he knew his son. He just knew yeah. that he had the same last name. <laughs> so, uh. right. <clears throat> All right. Scene nine. Later, Greg and Bobby are in their room and Greg says, hey, I got an idea. I'll mow everyone's lawn around here and raise that $107 I'm short. Bobby, while watching a small TV with his feet propped up on the desk <laughs> and and not seeming to be impressed or even listening, says, sounds great, Greg. Greg says, why don't you stop watching that dumb cartoon? You haven't heard a word I've said. Bobby replies with, sounds great, Greg. <laughs> just then, Peter walks in the room and says, Greg, I just had a swell talk with Mr. Dimsdale, and I went over there to ask him to cut his price. 
I know his son Johnny. Greg thanks him. Peter goes on. Boy, you'd be happy I went. Greg gets super excited and asks, He cut the price? Peter says, No. Greg slumps over and sits on his bed and says, Then what the heck are you excited about? Peter says, I saw a brand new group. They were recording in Mr. Dimsdale's studio. Greg, not impressed and sarcastically says, well, congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> Peter goes on. Mr. Dimsdale gave me some good advice. He said that families will sell millions of records. Greg, not seeing the point, says, are you trying to make me feel worse than I already do? Peter goes on. Greg, if a group that size is going to make all that money, then we ought to make more. There are only five of them, and there are six of us Brady kids. Greg lights up as he has an idea. <laughs> hey, Pete, you may have something. Peter says, sure, and we make three times as much as the carpenters, <laughs> because there are only two of them. Greg goes on. We could call ourselves the Brady Six. <laughs> Sorry, I almost said the Brady Suck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like I just swear on, twice I almost said the morons in the last in the last name. <laughs> and with us recording a new song, Pete, that's a terrible idea. Peter confused says, huh? Greg says, why do you get me all charged up like this? I'm still short $107. Peter says, I'll chip in all I have. So will the others. Peter turns to Bobby and asks, wouldn't you? Bobby, still not looking away from the TV, says, <laughs> Sounds great, Greg. <laughs> Greg, thanks, Peter, for a job well done. I think Bobby's kind of stepping up his game this season. Bobby's actually pretty funny. <laughs> <clears throat> so they weren't willing to help him until they got to sing, too. So that's fun. Makes sense. Um, <laughs> but since when do the kids have a TV in their room? It looked like a, like a little tiny portable one. Yeah, but still, like it's still a TV in the room. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also, um, they haven't even heard the song yet. They're willing <laughs> to give all their savings for a song they've never heard of. Yeah. That it's a surefire hit. It's I a guess. guaranteed gold record. Yeah. So. Okay. <clears throat> Scene 10. In the girls' room, Greg and Peter are pitching the idea to Marsha and Jan. Greg says, well, don't you want to be rich and famous? Marsha says, definitely. Jan adds, likewise. Peter says, then put up your share like I'm doing. Marsha says, I'm not putting up my lunch money on some dumb dream. Ooh. Jan adds, besides, I'm saving up to buy something special. Peter asks, like what? Jan says, well, I won't know until I buy it. I'm a girl. <laughs> Greg, getting frustrated, says, look, you're passing up on a deal of a lifetime. Then is quickly interrupted by both girls saying no. Hmm. Greg, now angry, starts to walk out, but thinks for a moment and runs back to them and says, say that again. Say no. Marcia says no. Greg patronizing Marcia says, amazing. Now let me hear you sing it. Marcia asks, sing no. Greg sings it to her. No. Come on, sing it. No. Marsha sings, no. Greg <laughs> smiles, slaps Peter on the arm and says, fabulous. Isn't she great? Peter, also patronizing, says, huh? Oh, yeah, great. 
Greg continues to patronize, saying, Now you, Jan, no. Jan sings, No. Greg goes on, Terrific. Now you, now the two of you together, ready? No. Both girls in unison saying, No. <laughs> Greg getting excited says, Sensational. It's too bad you girls aren't going to be part of this group. Mm. But mm. you have my personal promise. Marsha mm. bites and asks, what personal promise? Greg says that when you become rich and famous, that when we become rich and famous singing stars, we won't forget you. Will we, Pete? Peter pipes up and says, well, sure we will. They don't want in and they're <laughs> out. <laughs> Greg says, yeah, I guess you're right. And then they turn to walk out only to be stopped by Marsha and Jan. Hey, wait a minute. Count me in. Greg, feeling proud of himself, looks at Peter and gives a thumbs up. Both girls look through their drawers and closet. Hmm. Just then Cindy walks in and asks what the girls are doing. Marsha tells her, oh, Cindy, go give, go get your secret money and give it to Greg. Cindy walks over to her bed and pulls the head off of Kitty <laughs> Carryall <laughs> and dumps her money out onto the bed. Um, Jan and Marsha both hand Greg all the money they have. Just as Cindy is handing Greg her money, she stops and asks, hey, why am I giving Greg all my money? Jan says, well, don't worry about that. Cindy, just do it. Cindy says, <laughs> no, I like my money. Peter says, Cindy, let me hear you sing something. Cindy says, I don't feel like it. Marsha asks, okay, then you can't join our new singing group and become famous. Mm. Jan adds, and get rich. Mm. Marsha adds on, and get your picture in the paper. And they all go, ooh. No. <laughs> and then Cindy says, I just had my picture in the paper last week. Exactly, yeah. Cindy, <laughs> and Jan's like, wait a minute, I did too. Peter's like, I did too when I saved that kid. Um, <laughs> Greg's like, and I had my pictures in the paper that I took. Anyways, um, Cindy hears all of this and sings, home, home on the range. All the other kids join in where the deer and tan play. play. Here we go. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, I know Jan still has her glasses on. What's that? So, Jan still has her glasses. She does still have her glasses, yeah. Well, like we said in the notes that, like, last week, like, she needed glasses. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, why they had the episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I also put, like, Cindy had her picture in the paper. Like, what does she care? Like, she literally just had it in last week with exactly. Bobby doing. Yeah, Bobby doing did the, uh, Yeah, doing the teeter-totter thing, so. <laughs> Um, I put down, wow, the girls are really naive, aren't they? <laughs> Once again, they have yet to hear the song yet. Um, but also, um, it, Cindy is the only one that thinks for herself. And she's the only one that at any point that's like, wait a minute, guys, why are we doing this? Why are we giving him all our money? Yeah. So, um, yeah, she's smart. She's got that bullshit detector. Yeah, I, I don't know. Scene 11. Now, now Greg is in the den talking to Mike. Mike says, you're short $53.12. Greg corrects him and says, no, Dad, we have $53.12. It's the $96.88 we're short. Greg goes on, we'll pay you back 10% of the money the Brady Six make <laughs> off the record. Mike tells Greg, no deal. Greg ups the offer and says, 20%. Mike gets up and says, Greg, I'm an architect. 
I don't want to branch out into the record business, but I might advance you the rest of the money you need, provided it's in advance on your allowances. I'd say 50 cents a week until it's paid off. Greg grabs a pen and paper and begins to do the math. Once Greg realizes the math, he says, Dad, instead of 50 cents out of our allowances, how about 30% of the first million? Mike immediately says no and goes on. If you want that money, it comes out of your allowances. Mm. Greg gives in and says, you drive a hard bargain, Dad, but I'll take it. Yeah. I wonder how long it would take them to pay it back. I never did the math. You know, I didn't either. Hmm. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> I love <laughs> when Greg is sitting down doing the, the math. Mike yeah. does this joke. He's like, bring <laughs> yeah. down the eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> he just delivers it so perfect. It's so funny. Because you okay, can tell like Mike eight. already did the math in his head. He knows exactly, exactly. what it yeah. is. Um, I'm in impressed- sit there patiently. What's that? <laughs> he has to sit there patiently while yeah. Greg does all the math. Carry the eight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed that the kids feel so strongly about this song that they've never heard. <laughs> that they're willing to give up not only the money that they have, but the next X amount of weeks of allowance. So I, I find that kind of impressive. Right. Yeah. He didn't like just give up his, he gave up everybody's allowance. Exactly. Yeah. For this. And Greg is, is volunteering them for this. <laughs> yeah. He's like, deal. I gotta be like, don't you want to talk to your brothers and sisters first? Like <laughs> you're speaking for all of them right now. If I was like Bobby, so I'd be like, I never agreed to that. <laughs> like I shouldn't exactly. get docked allowance. I never said yes to that. scene 12 next we are treated to a practice session of the brady six we see greg strumming on his guitar in the family room and teaching the song to all the kids meanwhile carol is assisting with timing the kids begin to sing birds flying high in search of a clear blue sky while they're chopping down the trees finish alice claps and says if i hadn't know you were no what if i hadn't known you were going to give me a free record i'd offer to pay that for that one (laughs) um (laughs) i wonder how the dad this hit me watching it like the fact that mike is an architect yeah and 
Greg is singing about saving the the land. Like yeah. kind of, I wonder how, I wonder how how Mike feels about it if he's like, eh, well, I mean, I'd kind of be out of a job, <laughs> you know, if we did that. Um, well, we learned in that one episode where they were trying to save the park, but you know, yeah, Mike said, true. no, fuck that, tear it down, fucking put a building. <laughs> um, we all know it's no secret by now that Carol irritates the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> that is brand new information. Yeah. What in the fuck is she doing with her hands? Like, she's put your fucking hands down. You don't know what you're doing. You're just, you're looking like an idiot. Like, she's <laughs> waving her hands around like she's trying to take flight or something. Like, it's so damn stupid. Like, just put your hands down. <laughs> she's trying to assist and help keep timing. But she's not, then... though. It's painfully obvious she don't know shit about music the way she's waving her hands around. <laughs> and also, I put down, I think the song should have been like 18 minutes longer. Like, cause they play, it seems like they sing the song for like five whole minutes. It's like, Oh my God, <laughs> just stop singing the stupid song. Oh my God. Cause you got to deal with Carol waving her finger around like she knows what she's doing. And then you got this, this 18 minute long song you got to hear. It's like, Holy shit. Why are they doing this to me? Um, All right. <laughs> Scene 13. <clears throat> now back at the recording studio, Greg is paying Mr. Dimsdale for the session in a bunch of change in cash. Greg says, and the rest is a check from my parents. Dimsdale says, is that a regular check or is it a bunch of little pieces? <laughs> that was funny too. <laughs> Greg pulls out a check and hands it over. Dimsdale says, son, you got yourself a recording studio. Greg excitedly says, great. And you won't book anyone else in it. Dimsdale assures Greg and says, it's all yours. Booked, booked for and legal. Greg shakes his hand and says, see you on Friday and wait until you hear the Brady Six. We're going to be the best recording group you've ever heard. They didn't even sign anything. How could it be legal? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Hmm. Okay. Scene 14. In the family room, the Brady Six are practicing the song acapella. Alice and Carol, while doing dishes in the kitchen, listen and whistle along. All of a sudden, Peter's voice cracks. Carol in the kitchen says, "Uh uh-oh, someone's voice sure hit a clinker. Peter continues to try to sing, but his voice keeps cracking. Greg finally says, all right, Peter, quit the clowning. Peter says, who's clowning? Carol in the kitchen says, that was worse than the clinker. Alice says, that was a clunker. (laughs) Greg, trying to gather everyone back, says, all right, let's try it again. From the top of the bridge, one, two, three. The kids sing again, and Peter's voice continues to crack uncontrollably. Greg stops them and asks Peter, what is the problem? Peter says, I'm not doing it on purpose, honest. Carol, hearing hearing this in the kitchen, asks Alice, how old was Greg when his voice started to change? Alice says, mm, he was around 13, I think. Carol says, uh-oh. Alice continues, you're right. When Sam called the other day, he thought Pete sounded like a girl. I bet his voice was cracking then. Just then, Greg and Peter come into the kitchen with Alice and Carol. Greg says, maybe some water will get rid of that frog. Peter says, my voice sure is doing goofy things lately. Carol says, hey, the group was starting to sound really good in there. Alice says, right on. Peter says, thanks. But his voice cracks again. Carol says, Peter, I don't know how to tell you this, but 
but I'm afraid your voice is changing. Peter says, Peter says in a crackly tone, my voice changing. Greg understanding the issue says, Oh no, we're supposed to record Friday. That's only six days away. Peter then asks how long a voice takes to change. Carol says, well, it's hard to say. I get it because his voice cracks. It's hard to say. (laughs) 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 It's hard to say. Well, it'd be hard for you to say. (laughs) Greg reminds him that they have to record Friday and says, and I gave Mr. Dimsdale 150 non-refundable dollars. Peter says, don't worry, Greg. By Friday, my voice will be just swell. (laughs) (laughs) And they all just look at each other. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. So I put down again, what is with Greg and Carol waving their fingers around? Why are they doing that? (laughs) That's not what people do. Like when you were in bands, did you ever wave your finger around when they were practicing? Like that's not what people do. All the time. Oh, okay. I mean, it was hard when I was playing guitar too. So I had to like really. (laughs) Well, that's when you pulled on your pants. No, I'm too. Um, (laughs) I I love how Greg blames Peter. Like he could help it. Like, like Greg (laughs) literally just went through this a few years ago. He really doesn't know what voice cracking is. He doesn't know what it sounds like when your voice. (laughs) I don't know. That's weird. (laughs) But, and I also put down, I don't know, maybe should, maybe Greg should write a less shitty song. Mm, Just an idea. Um, Birds fly. Hi. (laughs) I did like, I did like how Carol refers to Alice to ask how old Greg was. <laughs> I was going to say that too. <laughs> because like, I mean, that's because they, they tend to lose continuity sometimes and they'll, they'll kind of say things sometimes that kind of make it sound like Carol has been there their entire lives. So I kind of <laughs> right. liked that. I appreciated the fact that she's like, how old was Greg when his voice changed? Implying that she may not have realized or may not have been around when his voice changed. So yeah, that's true. I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know. Yeah, maybe so, but I thought I thought of more of like I did think of that, but I thought a bit more of like I don't fucking know. I'm never around. Like you're more of a parent, <laughs> parent to my kids than I am. How old was he when he? Alice, we paid you to watch your was, kids. How old? <laughs> <laughs> she was right there, like fucking Johnny. She was thirteen. Yeah, right? hmm. She was like, oh, huh, okay. And how old was Marsha when she got her period? <laughs> <laughs> and. uh and where is Peter's hiding spot when he masturbates? <laughs> In the dryer, Miss Brady. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is where we take our next break. So they're about to record Greg's song on Friday, but Peter's voice looks like it won't make it in time. Uh-oh. What will they do? I don't know. Stop it. We'll be back. An old wine cabinet, said to be possessed by a demon, which invokes nightmares and physical harm. An island full of giant rabbits, said to appear once every seven years off the coast of Ireland. A rural family that in the dead of winter walked one by one into their barn, but never walked out. The world is full of fascinating mysteries, and the Blurry Photos podcast sheds light on the darkest corners of the unknown. With a new storytelling-focused format, Blurry Photos brings legends to life and examines if there's any fact behind the supposed fictions. Join me, David Flora, as I explore the unexplained and explain the unexplored on the Blurry Photos podcast. 
And we are back. Yes. So. So. Jimmy. Tack. Remember that song that you had written a few years ago? About. Good. Well, hold on. It was about <laughs> your snakes that you have. <laughs> How did that song go again? Um, I have three kids. One is Jake. But now I got a big room full of snakes. I thought you were going to go somewhere else. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> it's a country song. Um, I was just going to say, it kind of sounds like yeah. country. Um, <laughs> what's funny is I'm all the time like singing stupid shit in the house. Like I'll come up with stupid little jingles about dumb things that I'm doing. And I got to yeah. I gotta watch myself sometimes because if it was, if, if somebody else did it, it would kind of probably get on my nerves after a while. So I'm constantly coming up with jingles and singing and shit in the house. It's kind of funny you said that. <laughs> That's so, yeah. For listeners who don't know, like every time we come back from break, I was like, I throw Jimmy like a, <laughs> a random thing. He has no idea what I'm hit him with. And I'll just make shit up. Like, yeah. oh, Jimmy, you designed a car one time. What was the name of that car? You know, just whatever. I'll make. <laughs> and then he usually just fucking goes with it. He takes it. And <laughs> That's funny. <clears throat> and he usually kills it, um, except for today. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, I was expecting you to sing a whole song, but hmm, I guess that's too much to ask. Isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, I don't have $150. Hmm. Oh, well. But seriously, like, that, that begs the question, though. Why didn't Greg yeah. try to record at home? You know what I mean? Like, if he's so confident well, in the song, why didn't he try to record at home? And then bring it to the studio and say, this is the song I want to record. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, home recording isn't as good back then as it is today. No, but, but still. You would have had an idea like, hey, yeah, here's exactly. my surefire hit song, you know. So. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So you ready to continue all? I guess so. All right. When we left off. Greg wrote a surefire hit song and finally got the money and booked a recording studio so the Brady Six can record a gold record. Ooh. Only one problem, Jimmy. What's that? Peter's voice has started to change and is cracking. Uh-oh. They only have six days until the recording session. Uh-oh. Will his voice change in time? Probably not. Probably not. They're probably going to have to rewrite the song to accommodate. <laughs> oh, wait. Never mind. Well, it's not no spoilers here, but man, if it, let's just move on. <laughs> this show's like 50 years old, man. If any people have listened and watched it by then, uh, that's their problem. Besides, we tell people, uh, watch it. Stop the podcast. Exactly, yeah. watch and that the means episode. you to do your homework. Spoiler alert. Get out of here with spoiler alert. <laughs> this fucking guy. Fucking spoiler, spoiler alert. Yeah, your ass should have been in front of Hulu, shouldn't it? <laughs> See, Except 15. for this episode. You can't watch this on Hulu. Oh, yeah. None of this one. <laughs> Scene 15. Next, we see Peter sitting on his bed in his room with a towel over his head and a humidifier blowing steam into his face. Greg walks in with a jar of honey and asks how he's doing. Peter says, I think I'm starting to melt. (laughs) Greg says, cover it up. It's starting to help. Your voice is starting to sound like it used to. Peter, (laughs) after covering back up again, says, yeah, I think it's back. Greg kneels down and takes a spoonful of honey and says, here. Take some of this honey and sticks it up the towel. And Peter says, not in my ear. Greg apologizes. Peter goes on. Hey, that tastes pretty good. 
Greg says, say that again. I think the honey is starting to work. <laughs> Peter repeats, I said that tastes pretty good. Greg, deflated, says, stand by for more honey. As he gets another spoonful and passes it to Peter. Peter asks, is honey really good for the voice? Greg says, sure. You never heard a bee's voice crack, did you? Peter lifts the towel off his head and just looks at Greg like you're a fucking dumbass. Yeah, right. <clears> hmm. <throat> <clears throat> Um, like I put once again, Greg doesn't remember his voice changing. Like Greg acts like this is a mystery that he's never experienced before <laughs> in his life. <laughs> like he just went through this. No, like I don't really remember when my voice changed. Like I don't, I don't know. Well, I mean, as good as Greg is at the guitar, he was probably experimenting with music when his voice changed. So, I mean, it's not like Greg knows yeah. nothing about music and he just went through the voice change without trying to sing. Greg was probably hmm. experimenting with music when his voice changed. Um, <clears throat> also, um, yeah. they seem to still think this. What? I'm trying to remember. They still, they seem to still think this is a cold or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I put that. They're acting like this is just like, <laughs> like allergies or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Here, have some tea and honey and lemon. Like, no, that's what you do for a cold. That's not what you do when your voice changes. <laughs> yeah. And then the parents just seem to go along with this. Yeah, maybe it'll maybe it will be Brady by Friday. What are you talking about? You know it's not. <laughs> like what the hell? Mike, your voice changed. Like All right. <laughs> Scene 16. Later that night, we see Mike and Carol sleeping in bed. Ooh. Carol jumps up in bed as she hears what sounds like a howling dog. She's like, "Alice." No, I'm teasing. Um <laughs> she flips the light on and says, "Mike. Mike." I heard something. Mike slowly wakes up and asks what she may have heard. Carol starts to describe it, but the sound continues. This time, Mike hears the odd noise, too, and asks, Anybody in the neighborhood own a pet coyote? They both get out of bed to go investigate. I'm scared. Yes. So, scene 17, a moment later... Mike and Carol at the top of the stairs looking down upon the dark living room. They slowly descend the stairs and suddenly stop as they hear what sounds like a glass jar being kicked across the floor. I lost my glass jar. Carol whispers to Mike because it's dark because she has a whisper. So it's dark out. It's in the house. Mike agrees. They continue down the stairs and the howling continues. <laughs> Once at the bottom of the stairs, Mike bum rushes what looks like a mysterious figure standing in the living room. The mysterious figure screams just as Mike grabs it with both arms. But it turns out to be Alice holding a bat with curlers in her oh. hair. Hmm. And Alice is What's like, Mr. Brady, do you have your keys in your pocket? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Once they see that it's just Alice, Alice stutters in fear. Did, did you hear that m- mountain lion out there? <laughs> Carol whispers, Mr. Brady thinks it's a coyote. Alice says, well, whichever. I don't like feeling like a midnight snack. And Mike says, nobody thinks of you like a snack. Trust me. <laughs> no. Don't Mike be wearing listens. no pants that say sweet across your ass or anything because nobody thinks that way. Juicy. <laughs> yeah, juicy. <laughs> I want to see Alice wear that now. <laughs> 
<laughs> I want to see Alice come out wearing like a sports bra and yoga pants that says like juicy across the ass. That's so awesome. <laughs> or I bet no, this is the seventies, so she would wear stirrup pants, wouldn't she? They go around your around stirrup pants. <laughs> I forgot about stirrup. That's like an eighties thing, though. You had a pair of those. Oh wait, I wasn't supposed to say anything. <laughs> and it wouldn't say juicy because it's the seventies. It would true. actually say groovy. <laughs> That's product right there. We need to get that in our online store. A we pair should. Of stirrup pants, pants that say groovy across the ass. Yes. And they got to be velvet. We can do a few of them. <laughs> velvet. You know, if you have another one says, you dig. <laughs> well, I don't know if we want to put you dig across the ass because then, like, some poor girl will be, like, wedging and it's going to say, you dig. <laughs> That's awesome. <sighs> We we got anyway. we got to figure that out though. We need velvet stirrup pants that say "juicy" across the ass. No, they say "groovy." But then it's got to have a big pocket in the front to keep like a spatula in. <laughs> yes. All right. Sorry. Tangent. All right. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway, so we're you know we're in the dark living room. So Mike listens closer as the howling continues and says, "It sounds like a prowler in pain." Carol <laughs> concludes, "Oh." It seems to be coming from the driveway. <laughs> Mike tells Carol the ladies. Be like, oh, you heard us role playing? Oh, wait, what? What? <laughs> Mike tells the ladies, you two stay here. Carol quickly disagrees with this decision. And Alice pipes up and says, oh, no. With my luck, whatever's outside will be inside. Mike grabs the bat that Alice was holding and proceeds forward into the kitchen with Carol and Alice close behind it. So let me get this straight. <laughs> they're in the house yeah. they think they hear either a mountain lion or a coyote granted both of them could be dangerous yeah side note we have both of them here where i live but anyways um yeah. both of them could be dangerous they're in the comfort of their living room as far as i know right. there's been no documented cases where coyotes or mountain lions figure out how to open up a sliding door <laughs> and instead of being safe in their living room they go outside with Mike. <laughs> but to add right. to it, when Mike picks up the baseball bat, Carol decides to grab that arm. <laughs> <laughs> so even if he did get attacked, he can't do anything because she's grabbing onto his arm. Well, <clears throat> you probably wouldn't get mountain lions or coyotes in your house if you had glass in your sliding glass door. Oh, so. that's right. Now I totally get and then, like, they can't even hide the garage because they don't have a garage door. So, right. Makes so, sense, yeah. Mike, the architect, not too bright. Maybe unless they went into the record business. Unless they went into the side garage on the side of the house that we're not supposed to know about. That they just <laughs> right. pretend like it doesn't exist. But, okay. <clears throat> Scene 18. Once the sliding glass door, you know, with no glass from the kitchen. Once. Oh, sorry. Once at the sliding glass door from the kitchen, they look out into the driveway. The noise gets louder and more aggressive. They walk through the yard and towards the car with Mike still holding the bat like a knight would wield a sword while defending his damsel in distress. That's fucking poetry, dude. That is. They walk up to Mike's car and open the door. They see Peter lying down in the front seat, howling while holding his throat. (laughs) 
surprised to see them all, he greets them with a, oh, hi. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, it's a big reference. Mike asks the obvious question, what are you doing in there? Peter says, I'm trying to scream my voice back the way it was. I came out to the car so I wouldn't wake anybody up. Oh, sorry. Because it's a crack. Um, Mike mocks him and says, well, you woke everyone up. (laughs) Peter apologizes and Alice says, well, it's no use wasting all this good fright. I might as well turn on the late horror show. She looks to Mike and asks, can I have my bat back, please? Mike hands it back to her as she rolls her eyes and walks off. Mm. Carol then asks Peter, do you mind if we join you? Peter then slides over to the driver's seat as Mike and Carol climb into the car. Peter says, of all the crummy times for my voice to change. Carol adds, oh, honey, it's all part of growing up. <laughs> you should have heard my brother when his voice changed. He sounded just like my mother. Uh-huh. I don't understand why I keep saying he sounds like a girl. That doesn't make any sense to me. I know. I don't get that either. But Mike shuts the car door and says, yeah, you should have heard, you should have heard me when I was your age. Good morning, mother. Good morning, father. (laughs) Carol just laughs. Peter asks, why couldn't my voice just start to change after Friday? By then, we could have recorded Greg's song and everyone wouldn't be looking at me that way. Mike slaps him in the face with the fat truth and says, nobody looks at you in any special way. Peter Peter argues and says, oh, yeah? Cindy stuck her tongue out of me today twice. Carol, defending her disobedient daughter, says, oh, she's only a little girl. Peter says, yeah, but she's got a big tongue. (laughs) Carol says, well, that's not always a bad thing. (laughs) She didn't say that. No. Mike, in an attempt to be helpful, says, that's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, (laughs) Peter, there are some things you just have to leave to Mother Nature. It'll pass. Peter, still aggravated, says, I hope Mother Nature has to record a song someday and her voice starts to crack. Ooh, Mike, being snap. hopeful, says, maybe your voice won't crack on Friday. Peter says, I sure hope it doesn't. I don't want to let the others down. They all exit the car. So I thought it was interesting that they mentioned Carol has a brother. Oh, yeah. I think this is like the only time we ever really hear about that. Man, she had a shitty family. None of them came to her wedding. that's That's fucked up she must have did i wonder if she eloped and nobody knew about it is it she hardly had anybody at her wedding you're talking about the first episode where she married mike yeah they definitely didn't elope i mean it was a big wedding there's a lot of people there well none of it was her family (laughs) (laughs) i don't know we didn't see aunt jenny we didn't see her brother we didn't see anybody (laughs) that's true (laughs) also um why was peter in the car of all places I don't know. I guess he wanted to be outside and was like, well, I'm not going to sit on the teeter It's a convertible. He might as well just bend on the seesaw. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) All right. Anyway. All right. Scene 19. Later in the family room, we see all the kids except Peter sitting around the table with a football helmet lying upside down with folded pieces of paper inside. Mm. Greg pulls one of them out and reads, keep Peter. Greg pulls out another and reads, keep Peter. Pulls out a third and reads, dump Peter. Mm. And then a fourth, dump Peter. 
Mm. A fifth that says, keep Peter. Mm. And then a sixth that says, dump Peter. Mm. Greg says, well, it's tied up. Three to three. Jan asks, how can it be tied when there are only five of us? <laughs> Greg looks at Cindy, who is smiling. Cindy proudly says, well, I couldn't make up my mind, so I voted twice. Bobby, while sitting scratching his armpit, says, I'm not dumb enough to do that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm not dumb enough to do that. Cindy says, yes, you are. <laughs> Greg says, look, it's only it's only two more days until Friday, and we got to come up with something. So let's take another vote. But it's quickly interrupted by everyone arguing and disagreeing on a new vote. Just then, Carol walks in and asks what's going on. <laughs> the gang quickly hushes as soon as she walks in. Because they don't want her Carol. to put her nose in it. Sorry. I <laughs> know. I'll be quiet. <laughs> Carol, <laughs> noticing the awkwardness, says, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to inter- intrude. Yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, was just coming in to get my needlepoint. Marcia then asks, why don't we ask mom? Carol asks, ask mom what? <laughs> Greg awkwardly asks, uh, mom, we all just took a vote on to let Pete record with us on Friday. Carol asks, well, how did it turn out? Marcia <laughs> says, it was a tie. Carol confused asks, two and a half to two and a half? Bobby brings his long arms together. <laughs> As he sits back in his chair and says, sorry. (laughs) Cindy voted twice. Carol laughs and says, well, I don't blame you, sweetheart. It's a tough decision. Jan says, well, I think that we should record without Peter, but still give him the full share of the profits we make. Marcia adds, but the whole group was Peter's idea in the first place. Mm. That's not fair to leave him out. Bobby says, Peter always helps me with my arithmetic. I think we should let him sing with us, even if he ruins everything. Greg, bringing it back to business, says, What good is a record if nobody will buy it? Marcia asks Carol what she thinks. Carol says, Well, I think I appreciate the Supreme Court more and more. Greg, couldn't you put off the recording until Peter's voice settles down? Greg says, no, if we don't use the studio Friday, we lose the money. Carol says, well, I'm afraid it's up to you kids. All the kids begin to argue, saying that Carol has to help with a decision. Carol says, look, kids, listen, I could make the decision for you, but it wouldn't be right. I would like to give you something to think about, though. You know, money and fame are very important things, but... Well, sometimes there are things that are more important, like people. She metaphorically drops the mic and walks out of the family room. The kids all look around at each other and Greg asks, Well, does everybody agree that we should call off the recording? They all disappointedly agree. Greg says, Okay, come on, let's go tell Pete. And they all get up from the table. But just then, Peter walks into the room. Greg says, Oh, Pete. We were all just uh, coming to see you. We have something we want to tell you. Peter, in a somber tone, says, I have something I want to tell you, too. I don't want to spoil your great song, Greg. I'm just sorry that it's time for my dumb voice to change. 
So I think you guys should record it without me. Peter shakes his head and walks off saying, so good luck. After he leaves, Marcia says, so what do we do now? Greg in frustration says, I don't know. Bobby says, I still think we should let Pete sing with us. Goof it all up. Greg adds, Bobby, we can't record with Peter's voice changing all the way through the song. Greg thinks for a second and says, or can we? Greg smiles and says, I got it. I got it. And runs out of the room. Bobby says, I bet he's going to lock himself in our room again. <laughs> Greg, are you starting you, macaroni? What are you doing? Sorry. <laughs> Did you hear my little subtle hints about the monkey stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody laughs. And Bobby's like, <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mr. Luca Land, I'm sorry, man. It's just. Oh, my God. You're going to make me pass out. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> and Bobby moves his long arms. <laughs> I like how Carol comes in and makes a shitty attempt at dropping some wisdom. And when she leaves, all the kids are like, the fuck was she talking about? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, (laughs) that's messed up. All right, scene 20. We now see Greg, rock hard at work in his room, at the desk. (laughs) Did you write that? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, because I remember reading that going, I did not write it like that. (laughs) Did I write the, the, there was something in the other scene. Did I write that one too? Or did you? I don't know. I think, no, yeah, you did at, uh, that's what she said. Carol says, well, that's not a bad thing. You wrote I that, wrote right? that part. And yeah, I wrote that. Yeah, yeah. All right. <clears throat> All right. We now see Greg Rockhart at work in his room at the desk, rewriting the Surefire song. We also see Peter and Bobby standing in the hallway, annoyed that they're locked out of the room. Again. Again. We see a frustrated Greg wad up a piece of paper and throw it into the garbage, you know, because he's saving all the trees and stuff. <laughs> More time passes and Greg walks back and forth going over the song in his head. Peter and Bobby continue to be annoyed outside of the bedroom. Greg continuing to throw away more and more pieces of paper in the garbage can to where it's overflowing. Greg strums away and writes more on his sheet music. Yeah, so I got to give props to, I got a message from Jacob C., one of our listeners. Okay. He's, he's talked a few times. He knew that we were doing this episode next, and uh, he said, they're singing a song that talks about saving the land, and then it shows Greg using, like, 50 sheets of paper. <laughs> <laughs> so I told him I'd throw that in there for him. So. Also, I, I think um, my my notes got mixed up starting here. Oh, that's oh. right. I was supposed to go back and fix this. I never did. <laughs> so <laughs> for, the previous, for the previous scene, my notes say, Oh, great. Bitch, yes, you did mean to intrude. <laughs> And also, if Peter decided, if Peter had decided not to do the song, would they have refunded Peter the money? Uh, Why is point. it fair that Peter would have to pay for a song he wasn't a part of? Well, Jan did suggest that he still gets royalties. So, yeah, that's true. Um, <clears throat> but as for this scene, um, I just put down. Imagine that Greg is hogging the room for some shitty song uh, again. <laughs> again, shocking. 
Hmm. <clears throat> Scene 21. We are treated to the Brady kids in the studio recording Greg's surefire hit song, his new one, while Carol and Alice are in the control room smiling and dancing along. to winter and then winter turns to spring it's not just the season you know it goes for everything it's even true for voices when boys begin to grow you gotta take a lesson from mother nature and if you do you'll know when it's time to change then it's time to change don't bite the tide come along for the ride don't you see when it's time to change, you've got to rearrange who you are and what you're gonna be. Day by day, it's hard to see the changes you've been through. A little bit of living, a little bit of growing, all adds up to you. Oh, every boy's a man inside, a girl's a woman too. And if you want to reach your destiny, here's what you've got to do. When it's time to change, then it's time to change. Don't bite the tide, come along for the ride, don't you see? When it's time to change, you've got to rearrange who you are and what you're gonna be. The session ends as Dimsdale says, great take, kids. He then looks at Carol and says, the Brady Six is a great group. Alice says, that sure makes me proud, Mrs. Brady. <laughs> Carol looks at her and says, you're proud? It's my fucking kids. Like, no. <laughs> you may raise them, but I'm their mom. <laughs> Alice thinks for a second and says, to think, I knew those kids when they were just starting out. Carol just looks at her, fakes a smile, and moves on. <laughs> Meanwhile, the kids all laugh and joke in the vocal booth. <laughs> That's funny because they are just starting off tech. <laughs> um, where did the where did this music come from? Like the background music? Is it got like a full like bass line going and stuff? It's like well, who played that? There's no in, there's no musicians there. This is just a recording studio. Well, they might have some, but I mean, he this he's paying to record vocals. Right. He, did, he didn't pay for like studio musicians exactly, to like yeah, yeah. record the song. You don't have the money to bring in like session players and stuff like that. Like, that's, <laughs> right. <laughs> if so, he really did get a good deal. Nine hundred something dollars for like people to play the instruments and shit. Like, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> this they I believe they sang this song in the parody movie in the nineties. Oh yeah, I think they did. Um, but also, I put down like we talked in the beginning. Uh, would that mic even pick them up? I know Bobby was like, he was. He must have been like almost like six feet yeah. away from it. Like, 
I mean, he they put like Cindy up on a chair, but yeah. But yeah. Greg is taller than Marsha, and Bobby's on the floor. <laughs> no. And if I was watching him too during, it looked like he was even barely even singing anyway. Right. And why so, are they all looking up at the microphone when they sing? I don't know. Just look up to it. I don't you're look. You're looking at your microphone right now. I can see you. I'm looking at the computer. <laughs> <laughs> my notes aren't printed on my microphone. It's always better to have the mic up high so you are singing up into it. You know, get mm. you know, you get it. <sighs> Scene twenty two. Later that night, Greg and Peter enter the kitchen where Alice is cleaning up for the night. Greg says, Peter and I were just coming down for some milk. Right, Pete? Alice says, that's okay. Want cookies too? <laughs> you could read that so sarcastically. <laughs> like, okay, you want some cookies too? Um, <laughs> Greg says, no, she wait. She was sincere. <laughs> Greg says, wait, wait. He looks at Peter and asks him, you want some cookies? Peter nods. Greg says, we'll have some cookies, too. <laughs> Alice begins to panic and says, oh, no, you can't talk. Do you have laryngitis? You got to record Greg's song, and that's just in a couple of days. Sit down. I'm going to fix a gargle for you. Greg interrupts her and says, it's OK, Alice. Pete can talk. I'm just trying to conserve his voice. Alice says, oh, so it won't crack anymore, right? Peter shakes his head, and Greg says, no, so it will. Every group has its own sound. Pete's crack is our special gimmick. Right, Pete? Peter says, right. Mm. Greg says, hear that? He's playing our song. They all just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so I got confused here. Like, so is this like maybe a callback to an older scene? And they're just kind of playing it at the uh, end as a tag or what? So, so Greg dished studio? out $300? Right? Like, oh, you guys did so good. You get a free session. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think that's the way it works. But, okay, I don't know. Yeah. That was a strange one. <clears throat> that, that scene was a strange one, not the episode. But that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. All right. All right, Jimmy, so I got to read an email. Oh, no. <laughs> no. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. It's, oh, it's okay. fine. Okay. So the subject of this email is called a third voice. Well, yeah, somebody so wanted to join says, the show. <laughs> uh, maybe somebody did join our show. Oh, cool! Already, did you get we another host? You didn't tell me. No, somebody oh. joined and we didn't know it. Oh wow! Maybe cool. So this is from Gabby. She says, "Hey, Tack and Jimmy, I love your show. I've listened from the beginning." It's really good stuff and always makes me laugh out loud. When you guys take a break, I listen to the older episodes again. Mm-hmm. Although <laughs> only the ones with both of you. Because she reiterates, I only like the ones with both of you. Aww. So, all right. That's totes adorbs. Gabby goes on. It was okay before Jimmy, but Tack and Jimmy make the show together. Make the show together. Yeah, Keep up we the make great the show work. together. It's both of us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so keep up the great work <laughs> so she goes what prompted my email though was the episode season 3 episode 13 the not so rose colored glasses yeah and maybe you have a lot of emails in on this already <clears throat> and an explanation that you will give me in the next episode 
A little history. I have insomnia and listen to this at night when I can't sleep. Mm. So last night is when I was playing it. I listen with earbuds so I don't wake my husband up. At about 38 minutes and 23 seconds into the episode, about when Jimmy says, my husband is getting me that, there is another voice. It whispers very slowly, help me. What the hell is that? (laughs) At that point, I was wide awake and wondered if that was in my room or in yours. (laughs) I rolled back a few times and it's on your audio. I played it without my earbuds uh, in this morning, and yeah, it's on your side. What is it? So, I found the audio. Okay. And I'm going to play it right here for everybody to listen to. Okay. So, here's the audio that she's claiming to have some sort of mysterious ghost voice. Here it is. So, he's like, you want this gift wrap? She's like, fuck yeah. She don't give a shit. I'm fucking fucking My husband's getting me that, so they're going to be gift wrapped. Carol fucking Brady. Hell yeah, she is. Jimmy, what was that? To me, it sounds like somebody rubbed up against their microphone. Um, yeah. Um, because like we both will sometimes use, like right now I'm using a pop filter that hangs in front of the microphone, but there's mm-hmm. times where I use the kind tact does all the time where it's a pop filter that slides over the end of the microphone and it's, it's foam. And you can rub your finger on this and you can't hear it outside of, you know, what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like un- unless you're listening to the headphones, you, if you, something rubs against it, you can't hear it. But through the headphones, you can yeah. hear it really loud and clear. That's what it sounds like to me. But having said that, I totally hear help me. Like, as soon as she said that, I'm like, yeah, I, I can see how you can hear that. Yeah. Th- to th- me, th- thinking from like a, like a constructive standpoint, like I, to me, I think it's just somebody rubbing up against a microphone. To me, it sounded just like you inhaling and exhaling. That's all what it sounded well, like, like to me. You mean, are you talking about like this? <sighs> oh my God, I just heard it again. Help me. Did you hear that? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, like you did like a, <sighs> like that. That's what it sounded like to me. But I don't know. You, Maybe the listeners can. And we'll, we'll, let's play it again right here. We'll play it again so you guys can listen to it. Okay. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll play it a couple times. Here we go. So he's like, you want this gift wrap? She's like, fuck yeah. She don't give a shit. I'm fucking. I'm My fucking husband's Carol. getting me that, so they're going to be gift wrapped. I'm Carol fucking Brady. Hell yeah, she is. 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 So listeners out there, what do you think this is? We want to hear from you. Is uh, one of our houses haunted? Maybe. Uh, do we know where we recorded that that episode? Was it through the internet? That or was. was it- yeah, it was either. I think it was when we were separated. Okay. Well, we we've so. never been separated in thirty something years. Oh, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though. The whole time you read that email, yeah. really, all I could think about at first was. She's gone to bed with both of us in front of her husband. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ooh, I wonder if she's in bed right now. So, like, hey, Gabby. So, uh, is he in bed next to us right now? Uh-huh. It's just you and me right now. Well, you, me, and Jimmy right now. 
Gabby. Gabby. I'm sorry. Girl. I just want to Sorry, we're myself. so stupid. <laughs> we're so dumb. Uh, anyway, so a I appreciate... That's an old Beavis and Butthead album. Where he's like, girl, I just want to feel myself. <laughs> he just stops. <laughs> So Gabby, so I we appreciate the email. That's awesome. Um, we're gonna look into this more, and I want listeners to look into it. I as mean, well. like all bullshitting aside, when I first heard it, it did kind of startle me for a second. I was like, "The fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, there's a lot that gets cut out, you know, like especially when me and Tech record over the internet because you hear, like, I I, I know when Tech's talking, I can make sounds move my microphone. Like if I move my microphone, like I'm like I'm doing right now, there's all kinds yeah. of sounds that'll happen because I'm touching the microphone. So we're, we're used to hearing those kind of sounds, but it gets cut out when you guys hear it. So that's yeah. why my brain yeah. immediately went to, well, it sounded like somebody rubbed against their microphone. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, we're, we'll get our internet sluice on that one. So. Yes, definitely. We also have a sister podcast that deals with stuff like this. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah we do. Uh, cool, cool. History 51. So, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so we had fun here today. Don't be offended. We do love the show. We're not sexist or racist. No, we are not. Also, we'd like to per- personally thank our pro- our producers from Patreon. Without you, this absolutely could not be possible. And also uh, to the OPs, Jenny and Jim. We appreciate mm-hmm. you guys. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's do some homework assignments. Yes. Jimmy Klein, what should they do first? First thing they should do is check out the website at www.averybradypodcast.com. Or do a rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and or CastBox. On that note, just real quick. Um, yeah. I don't know how many of our listeners really follow podcasting that closely, but, you know, they're talking about like um, like premium content for Apple and for Spotify and stuff. and. Oh yeah. At the moment we have no plans to get into that. Um we feel like, you know, Patreon is voluntary. Mm-hmm. So just if anybody's worried about that, we, we haven't even looked at that. So this month. So Yeah. Just in case anybody follows it and is worried about it. Um yeah. but also tell two friends about the show or uh, if you don't like the show, tell two enemies. Yeah, that's right. Send an email to the show, kind of like what Gabby did, and tell us how yes. you like or dislike the show at averybradypodcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in the conversations and fun at a very Brady Facebook group. <laughs> if you'd like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at, at patreon.com forward slash averybradypodcast. Or our Instagram at averybradypodcast. And follow us on Facebook. Get up-to-date stuff. If I'm going to be late releasing an episode, I'll let you guys know right there. And more importantly, go watch The Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. Now, notice that's the last thing we say. So all you people writing in saying, you guys must hate the show. What's the last thing I just said? That's go right. watch The Brady Bunch. I think when we exit today, when we, when we you know, at the end of the show, I think yeah. I should play that nighttime Brady Bunch music for Gabby since she has trouble sleeping sometimes and she listens oh, to us going yeah. to sleep. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. You know that and, ding, uh, ding, ding, or whatever it is. Or... <laughs> yeah. All right. So part of that Brady Bunch homework on the next episode we're going to do here, 
Jimmy's going to tell you all about it. Yes. So on the next episode, season three, episode 17, entitled Jan's Aunt Jenny. Jan finds an old photo of her Aunt Jenny at her age and discovers that they look exactly alike. Hmm. But when she discovers what she looks like now, her excitement changes to disappointment until she pays the family a visit. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I really like Aunt Jenny. She was quirky and she was fun. So Yes. Next episode is going to be fun. Oh, and do you hear that music? There it is. Oh, there it You're is. You're welcome, there Gabby. Is, Gabby. Mm. It was sleepy time. We should whisper this last part so we don't wake Gabby up. <laughs> okay. Good idea. All right, I've been Jimmy. And I've been Tack. And this has been a Fairy Brady podcast. And we'll see you. Gabby, on another sunshine day. Keith Smoke. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show. And come on back here for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. It helps the show out tremendously. Head on over to AVeryBradyPodcast.com to check out past guests. And maybe you wonder what Jimmy and I look like, but, you know, it's not as good as you think, so don't get too excited. And you can contact us at AVeryBradyPodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email and we'll read it on the show. And also head on over to the merch store at tpublic.com. The link is in the description below. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. It's called A Very Brady Facebook Group. And also there's a like page for the show as well called A Very Brady Podcast. So join in on the fun. Join in on the conversation. Post memes. Do whatever you want. Just don't be a racist dick. And be sure to also check out the Patreon page. If you enjoy the show, give a donation and become a patron. We'd certainly appreciate it. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash A Very Brady Podcast. Until then, this has been A Very Brady Podcast, and have a sunshine day. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.